Welcome to the Fitness Pro Mentors Podcast. My name is Glenn. I'm one of the mentors here at the Fitness Pro Mentors Collegiate, our program. We want to help trainers like you scale their personal training business two to three times over. And today we're talking about something that's near and dear and important to my heart, something that made a huge difference for me in my business, and it's made a huge difference in all the people that we coach here in the program. And it's honestly brutal self-audits. Now, this might not sound exciting from the get-go, and you may be thinking to yourself, well, I've heard Glenn talk about KPIs and audits and numbers before, and I know he should be tracking stuff, and I know he should be looking at my business, see what's working, what's not working, and that's all fine and dandy. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to encourage you to stick around for this one, because I'll be 100% honest with you. From the people that I've seen and I've coached in this program, the people that the other mentors have coached as well, what we've seen is that when people are very honest with themselves, almost brutally honest with themselves about the health of their business, what's working and what's not working, and they create an action plan inside of a system to improve the things that aren't working, we see them earn more money, which ultimately gives them the freedom and the ability to not stress about their business, but also to live the life that they want to, to be able to make money doing this personal training thing, helping people, allow them to feel really fulfilled in their work, and then go home at the end of the day and then not stress about the rest of their life because they don't have the money they need to. You know, I don't think money solves all your problems, but it certainly solves some of them. And so today we're going to be talking about being brutally honest with yourself and doing some personal auditing. And it is the time of year for that. If you're listening to this at the time of recording, it is the beginning of December. And this is the time where the business gets a little quieter. You've got a little bit more free time. And this is the time where you should absolutely be really, really strenuous about how things are working so that you can plan and have an amazing January and start off the new year on the right so when we think about what's not working and almost brutal personal self-audits in our business, the very first place that we're going to look is going to be in our key performance indicators, which is business speak for the metrics that you use to take a look at the health of your business. Otherwise said, your KPIs. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this term, this is essentially the numbers of your business. And when we look at this in personal training world, there's a couple different categories that we look at into our funnel. And so if we are looking at a client funnel in terms of when people first hear about you into where they join your business and they train with you into where they leave, we click it as a funnel. So you might meet 20 people in a month and of those 20 people, maybe five get on the phone for sales calls. Of those five, maybe four come in for consultations. Of those four, three might get assessments. And of those three assessments, maybe all three become clients. And then you will have potentially some atrophy in your business where maybe a client leaves you that month for whatever reason. And if you have these numbers in terms of the amount of people that you met that are new leads, that turn into sales, triage calls, so on and so forth, you can actually see where the biggest gaps are and then work on addressing them. And honestly, this is one of the reasons why at Fitness Pro Mentors, the very first thing that we ask people to do when they sign up with us is fill out their key performance indicators. We want to know all these numbers because it gives us a very quick and easy snapshot into the health of their business. And what we see overwhelmingly for a lot of trainers who are struggling to make the kind of money they want to is we see that the amount of new leads come into their business and the number of sales calls they have is quite low. And this is often because there is some kind of issue in their marketing system which is one of the reasons why we're so big on the marketing arm of Fitness Pro Mentors. Because if you just don't have new people coming into your system, new people coming into your business, your business isn't going to thrive. And if you don't have these numbers to show where these gaps are, you're going to have a hard time improving them. 
So the very first thing that we're taking a look at here is key performance indicators. Now, key performance indicators in terms of the health of your business can mean different things. I'm going to go through real quickly and briefly what each KPI might indicate at each stage to give you an idea of where you might be able to improve your business. So if you have a very small amount of leads coming every month, it means you're not getting out in front of more people. It means you're not getting new eyeballs on your business. You're not going out and meeting people at networking events. You're not marketing the correct way, perhaps on social media, or you aren't out there in your community asking for referrals or new connections or anything like that. So if you're not getting a lot of new leads into the door or not getting in front of new people, you've got a marketing problem. Now, if you've got a lot of new people you're getting in front of, but nobody wants to get on the phone for a sales call, then it's not really not clear in your messaging the value of what it is that you do. People see that you're a trainer, but they're not really clear on the kind of value they're going to get from working with you. And you might be the most amazing technician out there, but if you can't communicate that value in your marketing material, people aren't going to pick up the phone. But let's say that you get in front of a lot of people and you've got strong messaging and your marketing's pretty good and you get on the phone with someone and of the 20 people you spoke to on the phone this month, not one of them want to come in to meet you for a one-on-one -on -one consultation. Now we're having issues in that initial conversation. What inside that initial conversation isn't working? Are you not doing a good enough job figuring out exactly what their issue is and then show them how you might be able to help them if they came in for a consultation? It's difficult to figure that out. Are you being not professional on the phone and it sounds like you may be coming off as childish or too stern and not enough nurturing? Where's the balance there? That could be an issue as well. But let's say you get, you're getting new leads in, you're getting enough sales calls, people are coming in for the consultation, but they're not converting the consultation into an assessment or into being a new client. At this point in time, there's something going on inside your consultation. Perhaps you understand their uh, emotional pain really well that's tied to their physical pain. For example, perhaps they have a shoulder they just had surgery on and they can't use it the way they want to, but then and they're frustrated and upset by it, but then you're not doing a good job showing them how your particular system and what you do can help them, they're probably not going to continue with you. Or maybe you can do a pretty good job showing them what it is that you're going to do with them, but you don't come off as professional. And they're like, I don't want to work with this person who just seems like they're too hard or they're going to hurt me. That's a problem as well. And so you can start to see here just from looking at this funnel, there's different places that you might have issues inside of your sales system all the way into retention. Now, we could talk a whole bunch about retention, but honestly, we've done several podcasts on this already. I won't belabor that point too much here. If you want to go look through the Fitness Pro Mentors Library and you just search up retention, you'll find a lot of different podcasts we've done on how to keep people in your world and provide more value and a better experience so they stick around. So that's KPIs in a nutshell. Now, there's another way we can use some of these KPIs, and this is something that we've been experimenting with more and more at Fitness Pro Mentors, and we found it quite valuable. And we're using things like Instagram, and to some extent YouTube, and the analytics that they provide to figure out if our messaging and our content is on point for the people we're marketing to. Because here's the thing. If you create an Instagram reel, for example, and you get 200 views, well, what it says is that people are really interested in what you're putting out there. They're watching and they're not seeing any value, and so they're clicking off pretty quickly. And so Instagram is showing that reel to less and less people, fewer and fewer people, until the point becomes obsolete. However, if you are consistently getting 1,000 views, then 2,000, then 4,000, then 10,000, then 100,000 views, what it's actually showing is this trend in that your content's getting better and better, 
people are watching it for longer and longer. So your messaging, therefore, is becoming more on point and you're going to be building a better business around that. A great example is if you've got an opportunity. So you go to Instagram, you look up drum mechanics, it's Brandon's uh, Instagram account for its drumming. What you'll notice is he really doubled down on his KPIs and his analytics inside Instagram. And he saw what was working, what wasn't working, did a little bit of learning with it, got really consistent with posting every day, uh, in the very least, you know, three or four days of the week. And what you'll see is if you look through his reels, they progressively get better and better and they have more and more views. And that tells us that Brandon's messaging to his audience that he wanted to tap into was improving. And so you can use things like Instagram analytics, take a look at the watch time uh, in the terms of duration of how long people actually watched a reel for, how many shares the reel got, how many saves it got. All these little different things will tell you how your messaging is working if people are finding your content engaging. This is a really, really good way to use these metrics as a way to analyze your messaging. In addition to, are you getting more leads coming into the door? Are you getting more sales calls? So on and so forth. Another thing you can take a look at, and this is another common one, which is why I bring it up, is email. If you don't have an email blast, absolutely suggest that you start one because it's a great way to keep in touch with colder leads that aren't ready to start working with you right now. And it's a great way to warm up warm leads to hot leads. And it's a great way to get your hot leads into booking that initial phone call or that one-on-one -on -one appointment. And what you can actually see is that if you have like a really great headline, your click-through rate in terms of people with that email will go up. And then if your copy in that email is really, really good and the visuals are really, really good and it's hitting home with the messaging, you'll see more people want to click through and ask for whatever you're attaching to that, whether it's they go take a look at your podcast or they want the, um, the ebook that you just created or they want to book an appointment. It's another way of looking at a funnel. Click through rate into clicking on the links inside the actual email. So there are different ways that are really, really cool that we can actually see. Is our messaging working? Is it helping us move ourselves forward in terms of our business and our content and our messaging? Really, really cool stuff. So it's kind of KPIs and our numbers and our metrics in a nutshell. Now, if you want to improve these different things, you have to have some kind of system within each one of them. To give you an example, every time that we do a sales call on the phone, we have different steps that we go through in order to move that person from some curiosity inside of that initial phone call to really being interested and curious and wanting to book in with us for a one-on-one -on -one appointment. And then inside of our consultation, we have steps that we go through so that we get the information and data that we need in order to convey the, uh, how do I put this? In order to convey the value of what it is that we do and then ultimately book people in from a consultation to a paid assessment. And so if you have systems inside each of your steps, it becomes much easier to audit what's working and what's not working. If, for example, you go into a sales call and you use like the Sandler system, for example. The very first step in the Sandler system is you wanna make uh, a connection with these people. You want to build some rapport. You want to bond with them. You want them to get, you wanna get them to know, like, and trust you. They come in, they might say, oh, it's cold out there, right? And you might say, yes, that's great. Tell me about your knee pain. That's a little abrupt. That's a little too much too soon. But if they come in and say, yeah, it's cold out there, and you say, oh, I know it's terrible out there. I'm not looking forward to shoveling my driveway. Was it a long drive for you? And then you have this back and forth for a couple minutes. They get to see that you're a normal person, just like them. They grow to know, like, and trust you. And then it's time to move on to the next step.
hey, listen, I could talk about how crazy Canadian winter is all day, but I'd love to, if it's okay, move forward with uh, the consultation. Would that be all right with you? And they say, sure. And then you move on to your next step. And so having systems inside each one of your um, positions inside the sales funnel is going to help you figure out what to do next and what you need to improve. And this is where you actually have to take some time to go back and review how things went. After every sales call that you make on the phone, if it went great, wonderful. Still go back and take a look. Did I build some report at the beginning of the call? Was I professional? Did I find out what their pains were? Did I explain to them briefly how I could help them? Did they book in the next step? And if all those things were great, fantastic. You know you're on the right track. But if you look at it and you're like, oh, you know what? I really didn't do a good job figuring out what their emotional pain was. Because no pain, oh, that means no sale. That means no next step, right? And so you need to have systems inside each and every one of your steps in your sales funnel in order to progress and move people forward. And I can't tell you how long I spent spinning my wheels on this. I'm one of those people where I'm just like, I'll just do the thing and then I'll be in la-la land afterwards and I know my subconscious will just tell me what to do next. Well, the reality is, is that when you actually sit down and you give something your conscious effort, you devote, devote more brain power to it. And here's a big trick. I'm holding a pen in my hand. You put pen to paper and you actually write stuff down. There is this interesting neurological connection between your fingers and your hands and using tools and actually forming new neural connections in the brain. This is actually something that Brandon and I learned about when we actually saw uh, Andrew Huberman in Toronto. It seems that when people actually write things down, which is different than typing, by the way, when people actually write things down, they learn better and they progress quicker in whatever it is they're trying to improve. So I do highly recommend you write out at the end of your consultations, your sales calls, whatever it is you need to improve, you do your checklist and you write what you improve on because you will see an exponential increase in your ability to handle these situations, these steps of your sales funnel, better and better, quicker and more efficiently. So a couple of the tools I want to share with you here that have made a huge difference for me in terms of building my business and brutal self audits. I think for a lot of people, and I used to be this way myself, when they get honest feedback from people, it can hurt or sting a little bit. And I'm a people pleaser, naturally. I will avoid upsetting people to maintain the status quo. But the reality is, is that if you're not happy with the status quo right now, something has to change. So sometimes you gotta feel a little uncomfortable. And something I do every year, and I'm gearing up for this year, is I email all my clients a very short three to four question Google form, Google questionnaire, to have them give me some feedback. And it's really, really simple. My first question is, uh, what do you really enjoy about my service or what's working really, really well? My second question is, what is not really working that well in my service that you think I can improve? My third question is, on a scale from zero to 10, how would you rate the service that you receive? And then my last question, this is an absolutely beautiful one, is as it pertains to the above question, what would, take, what would it take to move from that number that you put up to the next one? So if someone said, you know, I like your service, Glenn, there's nothing I would improve, I'm giving you a seven out of eight, the next question is essentially asked, what would it take for me to get from um, a seven to an eight, or an eight to a nine? Or if they're really unhappy, like a two to a three? Because oftentimes it can be very hard for people to articulate exactly what you need to do. But if you give them the opportunity to give you like one small step to move forward, A, that makes it easier, more digestible for you. And B, it actually asks them to think a little bit harder about what it is you need to improve versus just their gut reaction of what they think you might need to do better. Now this real easy four-step 
questionnaire really takes people two minutes to do. And the way I actually just title my, um, my hook or my subject line is uh, two minutes, um, fill this form out for two minutes for a better personal training experience. And because everybody's already in my system and they want a better personal training experience, that encourages them all to just spend two minutes to fill that out. Because when you think about it, if they want a better experience, and I'm asking you to put two minutes in, and it could just totally change the trajectory of our sessions together because they're getting that one thing they feel like they're not getting right now, that adds more value, they have a better experience, and it makes you a better professional. So it's a great way to audit yourself in a way by asking people to audit for you. Because very often, if you're just asking people at the end of a session, let's tell you everything's good, everything's great. It's kind of like an automatic thing. It's like if I say, how are you today? You say, good, thanks, how are you? It's like the most common exchange in the human language. But if you say, you know, how are you doing today? And I say, you know what, I'm having a bit of a rough day. People all of a sudden can be curious about that because it's different. It's outside the, the norm. It's outside that regular transaction in terms of the communication. And so this questionnaire is set up so that you have a bit of a different communication. It's outside of the regular communication people might necessarily get. And you'll get some more better data because of that. Now, this is the last thing I'm going to put out there. And this is always good, I think, to do at the end of the year or... If you're going through an incredibly slow time in your business and you're not sure what's going on, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just sitting down with a pen and paper and being really honest with yourself. What's not working in my business? What can I do to improve my business? Where am I feeling uncomfortable in my business? And where might that feeling be coming from? And this might not be the most technical way of looking at it or perhaps the most um, uh, titrated systematic way of looking at it. But sometimes life is just so busy that even just taking a moment to stop, sit down, pen and paper, and just bring conscious energy to something can go a long, long way. Something we say here at Fitness Pro Mentors, very often we talk about metrics or uh, assessing your business, is that where, um, where intention goes, energy flows, or whatever gets uh, measured gets managed. And this is another way of doing it sitting down, putting a pen to paper, and writing some stuff out. So I encourage everybody, as the holiday season approaches, things are getting a little bit lighter at work because people are away or they're traveling or they've got family stuff going on, really take some time to audit what's going on in your business. And if you're not tracking key performance indicators right now, please start tracking your numbers. Because I promise you, if you track your numbers... Every Friday, after you're done your last session, you take two minutes just to put in your numbers so you can see them. You will, just by doing that, improve the health of your business because you'll know where you are objectively. And the brain has a very hard time ignoring objective information that's right in front of you consistently over and over again. Eventually, you got to deal with that. It's the hard reality. And the reason I'm sharing with all this to you is because, listen, I used to be in your shoes. Honestly, uh, before I came to Strata, I was struggling. I couldn't figure out how to grow my business. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And since being here, I've been able to grow my business, increase my rates by 30 plus percent, have a pretty full client load pretty consistently. And when things aren't as busy as I want them to be, actually audit and take a look at the numbers. Quick story, I'll tell you. I'm having a, a quiet, slow week this week. So I looked at my numbers. And um, I'll be honest with you, I was a little perturbed because I was like, oh, I have like 15 hours this week. You should do at least 25. What the heck is happening here? I was a little nervous. I was a little anxious. And I didn't want to carry that into my sessions the rest of my life. So I, I sat down, looked at my numbers, looked at my client list. I was like, okay, this actually kind of makes sense. 
One of my clients is out getting surgery and his wife is with him. That counts for four hours. Another one of my clients is having um, uh, some health stuff they're doing with a family member and they should be doing that for the next two weeks. That's another four hours out of my schedule. And then I had another client uh, and uh, his wife where they had to travel outside of the uh, outside the province to go to a funeral. And so it kind of makes sense that, okay, these eight to 10 hours are coming from this spot right now, but this is a temporary thing. This isn't like these people are going to go anywhere. We have our next session set up in our calendar. I don't have to be anxious or nervous about this. I'd have to figure out what I need to do to continue, make sure I get more leads in my schedule or get just a little bit busier in case this happens. But this is the time of year. And like understanding your numbers and your metrics actually gives you a lot of power. That's the reason I'm telling you this story because if you have a very sound grasp on your numbers and your metrics and you know what they mean, you know exactly what you need to do. Then you just have to go out and do it. It takes that thought out of it. And oftentimes it's that loose, uncontrolled thought that leads to anxiety, stress, uh, stress, anxiety, stress, anger, right? Tightness, uncomfortableness in the body. So track your KPIs if you aren't. It's not gonna take you too long. Be brutally honest with yourself, audit your business, and then work on your systems. If you don't have a system in place, guess what? You do. You just don't know it. It's called uh, shotgun approach. Shoot everything in the wall and see what works. We have to start getting a little more titrated about that if we want to retire at a comfortable age, save some money, and, and have the life that we always want. Uh, I'll be honest with y'all. Pick of the week. I totally bummed out on this one. I did not think about it. I was so busy planning for this. So off the top of my head, what's going to be my pick? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with this Roadcaster bike I got in front of me. Brandon and I have been using this for the podcast for a couple of years. I can't remember exactly how long. I just got one for at home and it cost me uh, probably like 125 for the mic. And then I bought a uh, like an $80 interface and the audio crispness now when I record stuff where I have calls, it goes a really long way. And I think that people really appreciate it because people are, are willing to give poor video a little bit, but sound not so much. You have to have really crisp sound. And um, one of the things I've been learning about recently is I learned more about psychology, and this is a cool one. It's called input bias. The more it's clear how many resources you put in, time, energy, money, so on and so forth, into a product, the more people engage with it, the more valuable they think it is. And so if you have really crisp audio, even if it's a talking head video just like this, if the audio sounds really, really good, people can tell you put more time and value into it so they value it. It's the same thing actually with video editing. There are tons of people who have a mediocre microphone and they have a mediocre camera and they create YouTube videos, but because they spend a lot of time editing it, putting in good transitions, fitting audio in and out, adding more cuts, adding more B-roll, it's very evident to you and me when we watch it that they put more time and effort into this. So they stick around watching more and it's of more value. And if you can do that with everything that you create in terms of your marketing material, people are already gonna be more bought into being clients with you. So my pick of the week is the Roadcaster mic and audio interface. Everybody, my name's Glenn. This has been another wonderful, delightful, delicious episode of the Fittest Pro Mentors podcast. We'll help you two to three times your business. Give us a shout if you need anything. We're always happy to give you a little bit of our time, totally free, see what we can help you with. We just want to see you succeed as we approach the 2024 season so you can have the best year of your life. Have a great one, everybody.